Hey folks, SA20 coming to you live. Uh, drinking Griesbacher, which could be considered a racist term in Texas. Uh, but however, it is simply just first class medium water. No need to drink alcohol because I've had plenty of uh, fun stuff happen in the last couple of days. So let's just get right into it. Um, so the sun got, uh, sun started a cough on Friday and then starting Monday, uh, he started having uh, issues breathing. Uh, so me and the wife, just, we, we started calling at noon uh, to try to get an appointment and decided to take him into the ER a couple hours after that. Uh, he got diagnosed with RSV, which is pretty a common uh, respiratory illness for uh, just everybody in general, but it's doubly bad for infants between the months of uh, two, eight, two months and eight months. Um, so it was not it was not fun or has not been fun the last couple of days. Uh, all props be to my wife. Uh, they was toughing it out in the hospital right now. Um, I am currently alone in the house doing this recording in an alternate location. Uh, daughter is asleep. I just got done taking out the garbage and dusting off the dusting off the snow in the front yard. But the wife is really uh, hammering it out there. Uh, love her to death. She's been doing great things, and she'll never listen to this podcast, so um, she'll never hear the praises that I'm heaping upon her. She's a trooper. She's been with Michael the last two days up in the hospital, and he went from, uh, you know, having a lot of difficulties the last two days to really turning a corner in a positive direction uh, today. So that's the only reason why I'm actually recording this podcast today, and because I feel like I can't talk about it because he's improved so dramatically and uh, what a trooper he is uh love that little guy to death obviously as every father loves his son but it's it's just cool to uh to see him smile again which is great um it's been tough on our daughter too so we kind of neglect the fact that we have a daughter then uh, she's struggling because we're both paying so much attention to the son but she's been a trooper as well like she's handling it uh, fantastically well and not being with her mom for the past like 23 of the 24 hours of the day uh, well 18 of the 24 hours of the day because uh, we truck it up to the hospital uh, about noonish and we don't leave until about eightish. ish um, but uh, Abby mommy and Michael aren't at home uh, so that's not uh, not too good uh, for the daughter uh, it really changes your perspective and makes you kind of think when you're looking at your son and he's struggling the way that he is, um, a lot of things go through your mind, a lot of what-ifs. Like, what if I would have done this? What if I would have done that? Um, but, I mean, nothing nothing you can't do. The virus is kind of very common. But what I mean in the what-if stage is that, uh, like, what, uh, what can I do in this situation? Nothing. You feel helpless. Like, you are totally helpless at the whims, um, and you're uh, beholden to the expertise of other people when it comes to your son because there's literally nothing you can do. I don't know uh, shit about, like I'm all, I can only read up and, and sound smart on stuff, but there's nothing I can really do, all right? I, I don't know, I don't know what O2 sensor means, what an acceptable pulse rate is for a child, uh, what the follow-on treatment, all this, like uh, what medicine you should take or not take or, or do whatever. I can only uh, try to be as educated as I can, but when you don't, like you sit back and you think you don't really apply yourself for your entire life, and you could have been a, you know, I'm in the middle, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not failing by any stretch means of the imagination, um, and I'm not, not doing great things, 
by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, they, a lot of what ifs, like what if you applied yourself, what if you did this, what if you did that, um, and really, you know, uh, you know, really worked at a craft and what you know, engineering or you know, didn't fuck off college or uh, really you know studied hard and didn't do. Uh, uh, didn't do terrible things. My first my first year in uh, college, my first semester as a freshman, was like that. I took it really seriously and did quite well. And then it was kind of <laughs> dive bombing from then. Um, and I think that's probably the case for a lot of people when they go to college. And uh, you know, and some don't even make the first semester and do well. But I, you know, I struggled. I survived. I got my four or what is it, five and a half years in. I got a buddy that uh, took seven and a half years. Uh, did the Chris Farley route uh, and got his doctorate and bachelor's of science in, uh, I think it was ag leadership. So, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's funny stuff, but uh, but you really you really feel helpless whenever your son's sitting there, you know, having a hard time breathing. And I know uh, all it it looked like to me it was pissing me off because it looked very serious uh, and it was very it was it was very troubling watching him. Uh, but a lot of people have gone through this same situation. We kind of got lucky. We got real lucky with Abigail. She uh, she was never sick. The only time she started getting sick was here at the Germany. And it was like three and a half years in. And she finally got sick and was developing a cough. And she's still trying to get over the same thing that she probably passed to Michael. Damn you, daughter. I kid, I kid, I kid. But, uh, yeah, this, this is our, like, we're like, we're like first-time parents going through this because we never did this with Abigail. So it was uh, harrowing, uh, but the wife's been, like I said, has been a complete champ uh, going through. Uh, German hospital parking sucks. Uh, not a fan. Uh, it sucks that I have to pay 10, 12, 14 euro every time to go see my son and park the vehicle. And the, par the, the parking spaces are in incredibly tight. Uh, so you got to... You definitely have to be on top of your driving skills and uh, not be fishtailing around like a like a dumb shit uh, when you're going around. And then, the, you know, the Germans always got to get their money. So today I filled out paperwork, much much the same that I did whenever my wife gave birth to Michael in a German hospital. Uh, they are professionals at what they do. They, uh, they're really top-notch when it comes to care for children and, uh, you know, just everybody in general. They're really, really focused, but... But uh, they definitely sacrifice comfort. That's not something they focus on. They're just you're just there to get treatment, and you're there to get get out of the hospital. They're kind of overly cautious when it comes to uh, care. So they'll they'll hold you a couple more days, and they're not really into pain management, like the. Uh, but I'm not I'm no expert when it comes to being in hospitals. I hate hospitals. I I avoid going to hospitals like they're the plague. I do not do not like hospitals at all. Do not want to go. Do not want to be in there ever so i really the only experience i got or have with hospitals is like very rare and few and far between I had my tonsils removed when i was very young that's about it um i know i did a three-day stay there and the kid opposite of me just would not stop yelling i was sitting there just in a daze i uh, couldn't even couldn't even talk because my throat was just so just so hurt like felt like i was uh i don't know felt just felt horrific and uh, the kid to the left would just not stop yelling. Uh, so they, it was to such to the point that the nurses felt so bad for me that they wheeled him out and put him in his own room because he was just bawling. And I want to say he had the, either had the same or similar procedure than I did, and I was going through the same thing 
he or her was or whatever was going on, but he was a eight year old. Just it, it's temperament, right? So I have Michael has my temperament, just slow keel, even. Uh, you can already tell uh, just by being you know alive for three months that he's just going to be a chill dude. Abigail definitely is the opposite side of the fence. She's a complete gem. <laughs> Uh, but don't leave your phone with your children, Abigail, you little naughty. Uh, she downloaded a lot of apps while we were, uh, you know, running back and forth, not not uh, giving our 100% uh, due attention to her. Uh, she downloaded Light It Up, Basket Wall, 8-Ball Pool City, Jet Colors, Snowball IO, or IQ, which is not a bad game. I've played it, and it's uh, not that great. Not that bad. Uh, Light It Up, too, another uh, highly recommended game. Uh, to play, and then Color Bump 3D, Summoners, and then Bubble Shoot. So she downloaded eight apps on my phone, like which was uh, unfortunate. So thanks a lot. But totally different, totally different mindset, mentality, uh, everything. Yeah, not a hospital guy at all. Uh, shit, my parents just never took people to the hospital. That's not, that's not what we did. I had concussions when I was a little kid. Uh, I, I smashed... A head, like we were playing backyard football and we went head to head like it probably probably should have had a helmet on uh, developed a big nice mouse on the top of my head and uh what did i get i got i got a sprite and a snickers and lay it and a what it a cold water compress and lay down on the couch and i literally was hurting for a few days i fell off of a fence i climbed a tree uh, that was on the front left of our yard i think we had gotten gotten rid of it or gotten down i fell Basically on top of a barbed wire fence, scraped, like, basically scraped the top of my forehead and scraped uh, my rib cage. Didn't go to the hospital. Uh, woke up one morning. I, I I can't remember if somebody left the door open or the window open, but a cold front came through and I didn't wake up. So it, it was like Jack Frost fucked my left and right ear and my throat. And I was like, I was just messed up. And it was the worst I've felt. Uh, literally had the flu or some some sort of plague or something, didn't go to the hospital. But I went from other, went for other random things. Like I, the, the, one of the first times I did go for, because I had strep throat one time, and literally I just could not get the, the gunk out of my throat. And they did like a, a throat culture, and I was like free and clear, and and felt great after the throat culture. So it's kind of weird, that, you know, the, the hospitals do great things, but I just, I'm just, I avoid going. Like at all cost, uh, even the military hospital system isn't that much isn't much better. I, uh, as you may or may not have already know, uh, you know I have sciatic problems because I you know fucked my back up uh, doing the uh, kettlebell swings earlier. But that's that's a pre-existing injury that's already that's happened before. So uh, you know when I was twenty six or on or about that age, uh, I did deadlifts, popped a sciatic nerve, and then. Uh, it was just, I didn't know what it was, and I, I didn't read about it, couldn't do anything about it, and then I went to the, went to medical to get it checked out, and they told me it was a hamstring injury. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck these people, I'm not, I'm never going back, this is a waste of my goddamn time, because I don't, I don't go to the hospital, like a lot of people go to the hospital for any little thing that's possible, right? Any little injury, any little nick, any little, oh, 99.0, better go to the hospital, Danny. Any little thing, they'll go. Uh, I'm complete opposite. I have to be on death's door, and even when I'm on death's door, I don't want to fucking go. So, uh, kind of, we kind of do that with Abigail too. 
and she's been she's tough as nails but and you know that's our same thoughts with michael but he was just laboring and breathing so we uh, we took him in and he's been in for the last two days so it's uh walking around and all the things that are going on walking around the hospital you you definitely want the best for your child when you're in so you kind of you're you're sitting here just looking around and uh like man you know building construction hope the oxygen's good hope the nurses and doctors are trained up to the highest and best of the capabilities that they can be um so eh, i won't i won't get into that i'll just let that dog lie maybe i'll get into it uh into it later but uh on to the news my friends the news section of the old podcast so i listened to the trump uh presidential address to the nation lasted about 10 11 minutes and i listened to the damage response and i gotta sit here and say that i cannot fault either side for what they're doing and i kind of get it uh, they are entrenched in their political sides uh as i've said earlier Trump cannot accept anything less than $5.7 billion, and Pelosi and Schumer can't give more than a dollar uh, for this uh, border wall funding. How or why they've gotten to these, this point where they're at uh, is beyond me, but uh, I will say this. One of the questions I do have is why was this not passed uh, when the Republicans led the House in 2016, 2017, and why is it now all of a sudden on the Democrats to uh, uh, force through this legislation, however, comma, uh, 15 or 5.7 billion is a penance in the process. So they're kind of like, they're all like children. So I know the Democrats will call Trump a child and Trump just kind of is trying to rally his base behind the, the border wall. But it's just, it's pathetic, both sides, uh, totally and completely pathetic. I support border wall funding. I support, uh, whatever means necessary to mitigate or, or stop illegal immigration. Uh, you know, we want the best and the brightest to come to the country, and we don't want, uh, we don't want just anybody uh, coming in, suppressing or lowering wages. But, the, I mean, I lived in Texas, so I've, uh, they just do the jobs that you don't want to do as an American. But still, they, they also leech on the system pretty hardcore. So they'll, they'll, they'll do welfare, they'll do ER visits all the time. And skyrocket the rates of uh, of medicine, or at least they'll assist in that uh, endeavor. I have no facts to support what I'm saying, so just bear with me. Speaking of facts, Trump Trump's little 10, 12 minute address or 11, 11 minute address was you know littered with numbers. I went through and thought, saw some fact checking, and they were not really. I think it was Politifact. They weren't really attacking him on they, their their fact checking process is more opinion. It wasn't, it was just, well, Trump said this, and well, you know, technically, blah, 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 blah. Fuck off. Like, just counter him with facts or say nothing at all. Um, and then the Schumer-Pelosi uh, response, which I have no idea why Chuck Schumer is there with Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi because he, Chuck Schumer is a fucking tard, and he has, he's the minority leader of the Senate, and he literally will not be an, in play in this entire endeavor. Uh, the, the, the votes are there in the Senate already in the Republicans because of the Harry Reid nuclear option that reduced, um, you know, important votes down to 51. So Republicans have 52 votes already. So that, that's a, it's a non-issue. Anything that passes the House that Trump will sign will get to the Senate easy day. 
but Pelosi is the uh, Pelosi is the hurdle that has to be jumped, and she's not. Uh, she's as much as I dislike her, she's a very savvy, savvy political uh, individual. A lot of the stuff that comes out of her mouth though makes me want to throw up. So at least she's got that going for her. But for them to for for both the Democrats and Trump to say, uh, well, Trump was not even alluding to the he he says that the TSA workers support his shutdown. That's probably, that is not true. Uh, anybody that turns off your paycheck and asking you to still come to work, you don't support them. Simple as that. Uh, and then the Democrats saying that Trump is, Trump is being a child and won't negotiate and blah, blah, blah. Well, they're on the same fucking side as that. Like they're being children as well. They, they refuse to bring up DACA as a, uh, like they, they literally could lay out the table of things they want to do for immigration or even other things that they want to do and uh, get a lot of concessions for a bill. And then that would may cause problems where it wouldn't pass the Senate. But at least they're going to the table, right? So if one side is saying 5.6, what can you get for that? Or 5.7, what can you get for that? Can I get DACA? Can I get amnesty? Can I get this, that, and the other? Like, where can this go? And then you bring Mitch McConnell in because you got to have him and have a conversation or not Chuck Schumer. Or maybe, maybe that is why Chuck Schumer's there because they can get some Dem votes to switch. For, but they need Mitch McConnell, too, because if uh, the Republican bloc is opposed to anything that passes the House, then it's not going to get past the Senate, and it's a moot point, right? So they're both children. It's sad. Uh, it's going to be interesting if this continues on for an extended amount of time. So when the T TSA is one of the affected agencies, is one of the larger affected agencies that I know of or I'm aware that the government shutdown is affecting, and when they stop showing up for work and the lines get longer and flights get delayed or canceled... There's going to be some business owners that are going to be like, what the fuck? There's going to be some, just everybody in general, the public will start to, uh, you know, twist arms uh, when that occurs. And then if, it, if, if, God forbid, the shutdown continues all the way to September or October, then you're not going to pay all uh, agencies of the old government. And that includes my paycheck, unfortunately. So, yes, I'm a welfare citizen, but I at least earned my, earned my keep, so to speak. And yes... Uh, I am the one of the rare individuals, or many of the rare individuals, that thinks the military is just a welfare system for the competent, but uh, well, semi-competent. But uh, yeah, it, it would be uh, it'd be crazy to see this extended into September, October, where the entire government shuts down on 5.6 billion, which is less than one percent of the budget. I think the budget was 700 700 plus billion, so it's less than maybe three quarters of a percentage point of the budget and we're talking about three billion which i mean i would i, I could enjoy give me three billion dollars but it's uh the difference between 1.6 or 1.1 1. 1 point whatever and uh 5.7 children so i took the liberty of going through reddit and i'm not gonna ever gonna do that again the reddit headlines are lefty 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 so one of the headlines I ran across, which I thought was interesting, was Trump's primetime power play. Will, will this be a take-to-the-streets moment? If Trump uses his speech on Tuesday night to declare a state of emergency, it's time to shut down his presidency. Thanks a lot, Salon.com, for advocating, instead of democracy, rioting on the streets. Uh, another one was, why are the networks giving Donald Trump airtime? to sell his racist lies, so fuck off with the whole racist stuff. Like, I, there are people that literally believe that Donald Trump is a racist person. 
Like if you if you support border wall funding, you're racist. It's fucking stupid. It's dumb. It it's a point. If if you support um, abortion or uh, if you don't support abortion, are you anti-feminine? Are you anti-woman? Or maybe you just have a moral stance that's opposite of what the what your opponent is saying. I I I don't understand why people have to use. I mean, you can freedom of speech, right? Use whatever language you want, but you can only cry wolf so many times. Like that's literally what's going on or has been going on for the last uh, year, two, three, four, five that I've been paying attention and and being supremely annoyed by everything I see or most things I see in the media. But cry wolf. Oh shit, a wolf. Really? Let's where's a wolf? There's no wolf. Wolf. Well, fuck. Where's a wolf? Shit. There's no. I'm gonna stop coming. Like I'm, I'm literally every like I did. I shut off when I see the word racist, bigot, sexist, homophobe. Blah. I'm not reading your article. Like it, it should not be in the title. It's an opinion piece essentially when you call somebody racist. So, except for the KKK, KKK has been established as a racist organization. However, comma Antifa, what are they? They're the KKK for leftists, left lefties. Uh, AOC is right. A 70% tax on the rich makes sense. No, it doesn't. Uh, uh, that's f that apparently whoever wrote this article has no idea or has never taken an econ class before. When you tax the, it's the guardian. When you tax the, uh, if, when you, when you tax at a high rate, you disincentivize exceptional work. And that goes back to the, to the hospital what I was actually perusing around. I had these thoughts going, when I when I sat and thought about I want to see the best thing, I want the best people, I want the best things. You want, that's what capitalism does. It brings the best to bear on hospitals, right? You, uh, quality control standards for IVs, uh, syringes, so you don't pass around infectious diseases. Uh, colleges that have the, you know, most rigorous standards of academia so that the doctor that goes through and is you know, helping your child out or making that call if they're going to give your kids steroids or you know continue the treatment as is, uh, capitalism, the paying your breast and the brightest, uh, paying the breast the best and the brightest, awarding meritocracy is the way to go. If you start leaning towards socialistic tendencies, everybody gets their fair shake or fair share. What incentivizes you to excel? Nothing, right? If if there's a if there's a point of diminishing returns to be exceptional, you're gonna you're gonna stop at a great point. If there's no point of diminishing returns at the exception realm, then you will continue to excel at your highest point. Now, not to say that you won't sit there and take advantage and just kind of buck the system. I don't I don't support uh, Wall Street CEOs getting golden parachutes. Uh, while they fuck all their shareholders, like the 2008 uh, financial crisis, America is terrible, 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 terrible when it comes to uh, disciplining white-collar crime. But uh, I'm not in that realm. Like, I'm not talking about that realm right now. I'm talking about the thoughts that were going through my head when I was in that hospital and the capitalism versus socialism. And this AOC article kind of brings that up uh, perfectly to bear. Like, you want to award... Uh, meritocracy, and you don't want to have a point of diminishing returns that's so low that people will not work their ass off to be the best at what they are to get the most money that they can, 
you know, to make their families well off uh, and then let them decide what they want to do with their money when they give back to charity or give back to an organization or go to church or do whatever they want to do and not be taxed by the government so that this, these ethereal congressmen and congresspeople can decide what they're going to do with your money and, you know, pour trillions and trillions of dollars into fucking solar panels and decide that uh, the entire U.S. economy needs to go to green. Like, really? The fucking carriers, too? By 2030? Fuck off. And then the last headline that I saw, and I will get into a list, was that uh, David Hogg said to Donald Trump that there are 40,000 reasons or 40,000 things that he needs to worry about as opposed to the wall, right? 40,000 Americans dying annually from gun violence is a pretty damn good national emergency to start with. So he's kind of upset that uh, Donald Trump is pushing for the border wall funding and not really going after the Second Amendment. So as unfortunate as that is, and I've already talked about Mr. Hogg on our program, and by our program I mean my program, because, hey, yep, on, on that note, five, I think I have about, I'm guessing about five listeners. So, good, thanks. Thanks, guys. So I'm kind of looking up death reasons in 2018 in America. Uh, things that killed you in America in 2018. Uh, heart disease, the number of deaths per year. Okay, let's go. 12 leading causes of death in the United States. Da, da, da. Heart disease. So, and that was 6,330,000. Six, I'm retarded. That's 23% of deaths. And yeah, so let's, uh, let's have a lot of cheese, David. Cancer, uh, just under 600,000. So let's outlaw old age as well. Accidents. So let's just make uh, unintentional injuries, and that was 160,000. Uh, so let's that's still higher than 40. So let's uh, let's get all these safety regulations up so we can stop accidentally killing ourselves. Chronic lower respiratory disease that's just shy of 160,000. So that's no good. Uh, do, 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 do. Stroke so 140,000. So it looks like a lot of things. These things are medical issues. Alzheimer's, 115,000. Diabetes, 80,000. The flu, 50,000. Take your shots, David. Kidney disease, 50,000. Let's make sure everybody's a donor. And, oh, geez, suicide, 45,000. And this is most common amongst men, people with brain injuries, People have attempted suicide in the past, history of depression, and people who misuse alcohol or drugs. It says nothing about that you have firearms. Septicemia. I don't know what that is. And then that's kind of it. So there's, you know, he cites 40,000, but I just, the top 10 list of medical diseases are over. I think auto accidents is even higher than that uh, for deaths. So let's, let's go and do, oh, that was just to help health causes. So the top 10 health causes kill more people than gun deaths, according to David. So auto accidents. Auto accident deaths per year. 
deaths per year. We should probably outlaw cars too, huh? Fuck face. Uh, do, 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 do. 37,000. Uh, 37,000. And, uh, well, you got me there. Guns kill three more thousand or 3,000 more people than uh, cars do. So it's outlaw cars, right? Because that's, that's kind of in the same wheelhouse or same wheelhouse. So, but it seems like I saw, I, I read another headline on Trump that basically was, he didn't seem presidential. You know, Trump can't seem presidential. He, he was squinting his eyes and stumbling through the teleprompter and blah, 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 blah. It's all damned if you do, damned if you don't reporting. Uh, people, there are there are YouTube videos where Chuck Schumer, I want to say Nancy Pelosi as well, prominent Democrats, Barack Obama is definitely one of them that are advocating for a wall, border fence, whatever the case is. And it's kind of, like I, I said earlier, it's a childish fucking, it's a childish mentality just because Trump wants to do something or just because the opposite party wants to do something, the other, they're, and, you know, they're both guilty. Both sides are guilty. That's why, it's the only reason why I like Trump in office is because he fucks with the system. And he's an idiot. He sucks. Like, I don't, I don't care for Trump in the least, but he still fucks with the system. And that's what I like about him is that he just throws fucking wrenches into the system. And that's awesome. So, and it exposes people for who they are. Fucking idiots. So, uh, you know, yeah, I, I lost my point. On to sports. Well, the obvious story is Alabama get their shit pushed in by Clemson, 44-16. to 16. I didn't even watch the game. Like I said, I can't watch football games uh, while I'm here in Germany. Well, rarely can I. But apparently it was 14-13 to 13 at the end of the first quarter and just kind of went Notre dame from there, 30-3. Uh, to three. So all I got to say is congrats to Clemson. Ha, ha, ha at Alabama. Roll Tide, you know. Uh, what is it? What, uh, what sexual position is outlawed in Alabama? Cowgirl or reverse cowgirl because you never call, uh, never turn your back on your family. So thanks a lot, Alabama. And I just, I just want to say that A&M was robbed at home by Clemson. We should have won that game 29-28 or 32-28. But thanks to the refs, we lost. So we beat Clemson and Clemson beat Alabama. Ipso facto, A&M national champions 2019. Suck it. Suck it, Alabama. Uh, I saw an interesting, an interesting post by the UFC. They they listed their top 15 pound for pound fighters currently ranked. Uh, pound for pound, and uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought that pound for pound meant is that if these two individuals met in the ring at the same weight they would be, you, you're basically ranking them out. So you could have a one, 125 pound fighter versus a 205 pound fighter. And you're just saying that if that 125 was a 205er or that 205er was a 125er, you know, you know, number one would be number eight on the list. So I thought it was very interesting that they listed uh, three females on the list. It basically means uh, they typically fight in the 135, 145 uh, divisions, which basically saying that they are basically, they're like Serena Williams, so they could win, they could beat tennis players. I would, I would like to see that. That would be an interesting uh, UFC event where uh, some of the very capable women on this list were fighting the number 15 ranked fighter in their respective uh, weight division. Uh, there's, there's male and female for a reason. 
so why don't they just come out with a top 15 female pound-for-pound fighting list? Uh, I fear there probably isn't 15 fighters that they want to name on that list, or you might know four of them. But uh, all four, all three on this list are, you know, top dog fighters, but they, they're not pound-for-pound fighters. I'll say that, and that's disrespectful to the 135, 145 fighters, 135 and 145 uh, men's fighters uh, to do that. But uh, Chris Cyborg was number 15, because I guess it just, just didn't have anybody else to put on there. And then Rose Namajunas. It's like she, I think she's the 135. Well, I don't, I don't know which champion she is. Cyborg just got beat by Nunez, and Nunez is the new Ronda Rousey. So if they're gonna, if anything, they should put her at like number three, right, or number four, not at number eight, um, where they put her. Like she's literally the, she's the top dog pound for pound fighter for females. So she should be number three or number four, right? Because, and then we'll we'll continue on the list. Um, Tony Ferg at 13, Robert Whitaker at 12, Henry Sohedo, Sohedo is fighting TJ Dillashaw, so we'll figure that one out. Uh, he's at 11, Stipe Miocic should not be on the list. At 10, Conor McGregor at 9 should not be on the list. He's uh, probably of the most famous fighters. He's number 1, or, or probably top 5. Uh, you know, biggest draw, number 1, but uh, he's not a top 15 fighter. Uh, he literally has a fucking left hand. That's... Or a right hand, whatever, whichever one it is, that's his fighting. And if, if you can wrestle competently, you can beat Conor McGregor. Uh, Amanda Nunez, uh, like I said, if she's going to be on this list, she should be much higher. Uh, GSP, probably not going to fight again, or he's just a one-off, so he probably shouldn't be on the list. Tyron Woodley, great fighter. TJ Dillashaw should be higher. He's listed at number five. Max Holloway, great fighter, uh, probably in the top five as well. Khabib. Is probably my number number my, my number one or number two guy. Uh, John Jones is number one, and then the slap in the face of all of it. DC, fantastic fighter, but he's not the number one pound for pound fighter. Uh, he's taken advantage of a weak heavyweight division, and Stipe Miocic would uh, Miocic would have a disagreement with that. But he can't get a uh, he can't get a rematch right with uh, DC. They they put uh, they put the big dude in him that was uh, catching fire. So they, they're leaving Stipe in the cold when it goes to that. But DC is literally ducking John Jones. DC is 0-2 against John Jones. Despite all the all the performance-enhancing stuff that John Jones has gone through, John Jones is the best pound-for-pound fighter in the UFC. Uh, Khabib's probably number two, and I, I would say that TJ Dillashaw is number three. Uh, those are the, your top three fighters. And Max, Max Holloway is probably, or Tywin Woodley, uh, Mighty Mouse went to a different organization. Uh, Woodley and then Tony Ferguson, I think, right? Or Woodley, whichever one. I'm not too uh, up to snuff, but in my humble opinion, John Jones is definitely the top fighter. Nobody wants to fight that guy. Nobody. Nobody wants to fight Khabib. Uh, and TJ Dillashaw is just wrecking the uh, 125 to 145. Uh, he said he would step up and fight Max Holloway. So, you know, awesome to him. Way to go, buddy. So TJ's just wrecking it on, on all ends, and he's just a top dog uh, guy when it comes to the UFC, essentially. Playoffs. Want to talk about playoffs? So the it's the most wonderful time of the year when all the football players can be here. I should have said... The other word, 
You know what I'm talking about. It's the Q in LGBTQ. Uh, Dallas plays the Rams. I'm taking the Rams on this one in the, in the Coliseum. So go Rams. Dallas had a real knockdown drag out with uh, Seattle and uh, they advanced. So congrats to them. In the other one, it's uh, Indianapolis and Kansas City, and I think Kansas City's a heavy betting favorite. Uh, has to be on that one. Uh, if any pulls that off, they are a, a miracle team. Uh, Chargers in New England, I'm taking New England. Uh, and then uh, Philly at New Orleans, and I'm taking New Orleans. So I'm going chalk. As in, I think, yeah, I'm going chalk. For the matchups, I was 2-2. Two and two. Philly, uh, Parkey decided to double, double doink on the uprights, or else the Bears would advance and send me to 3-1. Uh, not playing the line, just heads up, straight up. So don't follow me when it comes to, uh, like I said, I don't watch the games anyways, because I'm in Germany. Uh, all right, that'll be the end of this podcast. It's been real. It's been fun, but it ain't been real fun. I am working on the editing function of Anchor Up, so hopefully you don't hear the pops and everything. You're definitely still gonna still gonna hear the uh, tappity taps, and still waiting on that microphone. See you guys later.